tuning you in now to the all-new LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll with your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to, yes, September 1st. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Friday edition of the LBX Daily. My goodness. And Labor Day weekend. My gosh. Um, Everybody's probably excited getting the kids already. I think, I mean, I know your kids are back at school, Brandon, but I know a lot of kids are going back. And some actually went back for a few days this week to get ready. But you know what? Um, Freedom is coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's like i think the unofficial start of fall i feel like is always labor day weekend Uh, Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't feel like that way sometimes in arizona it's it's like you know if you were allowed to do all the fall things now officially that's right it's great which includes drinking pumpkin spice lattes on monday yes although i I will say it's a little bit early to start putting up halloween decorations in your front yard i drove home last night before i almost ran into the giant tree that was across the road from our big big monsoon storm we had our big haboob last night um but we had a neighbor who had a ghost an inflatable ghost already up in the front in the front line lawn like you know what what are you doing that is too early still it's like people who who still have the christmas lights on on january 15th like take them down Take them down. It's the new year. It's not Christmas anymore. Take down your Christmas lights. Hey, people leave their Christmas lights up all year I, round now, you know. It, it's a new thing. I know. I know. Oh. I and mean, it drives me insane. Like, what are you doing? Why are they out? I don't know. And actually it's a business. Like there's actually quite a few businesses here anyway that go and they install these LED lights on houses, which I think, no, it's pretty cool though, because what you can do at Halloween time, you can make them go orange and black and purple and like the different spooky colors, right? So you can kind of theme your house, which I mean, it's fine. I actually got a quote to get ours done and it was like eight grand. And I'm like, I'm not spending eight grand on lights to just change the colors, even though I would have loved it. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's cool. But then there's, there is just something though about like the holiday season where you're like driving around the neighborhood and all these lights are popping up in the different houses. I don't want that to continue all year round. Like I don't need to see everybody's creativity oh, around their house. Like, you know, so that's, that's for me is like this, it's, it's, it's like seasonal thing that I think mm-hmm. is really cool. Uh, I agree. Just don't want to see it year round. It takes away the specialness of it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, so please right. stop putting your Halloween stuff out. One month in advance is good enough. And same for Christmas. Enough of this already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good enough. All right. But we can still drink uh, pumpkin spice lattes. Um, yes, we can. Early, so that's fine. Yes, we can. Um, all right. Well, so given that this is officially the end of the summer, and apparently this, this summer was the summer of um, like women powerhouses with Barbie and Taylor Swift. Uh, right. Well, it looks like if you haven't, didn't get a chance to, uh, see Taylor Swift at one of her tour stops this year uh, or this summer, starting October 13th, you'll be able to see Taylor Swift's tour for less than $20 at the movie theater. So Taylor Swift has launched that. And immediately after her announcement, which went out yesterday, uh, AMC uh, opened up ticket pre-order ticket sales and their site has subsequently crashed because everybody needed to go buy them right away, apparently. So um, yeah, well, well, welcome to Taylor Swift and anything she does driving servers around the world to crash. I know, I know, but they've trained Swifties that like it's the the way that they sell the tickets on Ticketmaster, like it just, it leads to that. So everybody gets so anxious about getting a ticket. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's nuts for sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to go to that. I think, I mean, I went to the concert, but I'm definitely going to go. I think it, I just want to compare, but I bet you it's just as good. Like, I bet you it'll be just as good, you know? You, You know, and what's interesting is actually, I mean, I've seen, I've seen Hamilton multiple times in the theater 
mm-hmm. um, you know, not in the theater, but like in like an actual theater, right? I'm not in a movie theater. And, um, and it was great. It was phenomenal. Uh, I haven't seen it in Broadway, so I didn't see like the original cast, but it was really good. Like it was well done. But I'll say watching the Disney plus special where they did, they, you know, did like the, like the close up cameras. And you could see like when the King is sitting there singing, you could actually like see the spittle coming out of his mouth and dripping down. Like, and cause that's like his whole thing is supposed to be, but like it was part of the character, but I thought being able to see it that close was really cool. So in some ways seeing it live is awesome. And like, you're feeling everything, but then being able to see like the different close up camera angles and things that you're going to be able to get from that type of concert experience. I think it'd be, you know, you'll have a great experience that way too. I plan to go to see it cause I didn't get a chance to go see her on tour. So um, mm-hmm. I'll definitely go see it with my uh, daughter. So mm-hmm. yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Right. I mean, oh my gosh. And I mean, let's talk about the Swiftonomics. So that's what they're coining this phrase Swiftonomics because anywhere she goes, she's touching the GDP. Like um, I read this example of in Colorado, she did two shows this summer. It led to a 186 million, 186.9 million dollar boost to the GDP. Like that's serious cash. In, in a crazy? weekend, right? Or like, or whatever, like in a weekend or in a single and, day or, you know, a couple of days around the tour date. I mean, it's amazing. And, and I know, like, I was there for one of those concerts in Colorado because she did two in a row and we were at the first one and it was nuts. Like we couldn't even get a, well, first of all, hotels were outrageous. Like they were ridiculous. And then we couldn't even get an Uber. Honestly, it was so hard to oh. even get an Uber because the city was jam packed. And I think there was even something else going on that weekend, which was nuts. And those, those Colorado shows were the biggest shows. I think there were 76,000 people in each one of those shows. Like it's nuts. Yeah. yeah so crazy. Really interesting. And then I'll, I'll get off my Taylor Swift rant is that when we were buying swag outside the lineup to get the swag took two hours to stand in line to get oh, the swag. Yeah. But there was people that were just coming to buy swag and then they were leaving or they were just sitting on the outside and listening to the concert from the outside. Like, <laughs> It's right? so crazy. I think it, in that case, I would probably just pay somebody to stand in line for me while I go enjoy the concert. And I just pay somebody to stand in line and give them the money to buy the stuff. And then, you yeah. know, and then I'd get it from them. Right. Like I'm sure there's people who would just be line stand-ins too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Uh, uh, well, anyway, that's oh. uh yeah. Yeah, that's so, right. Well, and at least, hey, The Exorcist is coming out, but at least they were smart enough to know we're not going to release on the same week. So they bumped their release date up a week earlier. So again, Halloween's coming sooner than you want it to. And it's all because of Taylor. I know. <laughs> there you I, know. Go. We're, I think they, they, were, they were touting that weekend to be The Extra Swift. That's what they were calling oh, it, The Extra Swift. And uh, so we don't, no, no Extra Swift, apparently, this mm-hmm. time. So yes. no, no, Barbie, right. no Barbenheimer, uh, just, just, just Taylor yeah. Swift. Good, good choice. Good choice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Okay. Okay. Well, let's talk about rites of passage. I mean, maybe Taylor going to a Taylor Swift concert isn't quite a rite of passage. It kind of feels like one almost, though. <laughs> but rite of passages for me were like going to roller skating rinks. And I mean, my gosh, back in the day, it was the coolest thing to go to. I remember like going on my first date there where you, you know, you'd roller skate and hold hands or you'd meet boys there, eat cheap hot dogs, have chips. And it was like so cool. It was like going to a dance party, like dance, like sliding around on those skates, you know, the, the spinny ball in the middle and the music was playing. Like it it didn't really get better than that. It was a great way to get energy out. That's for sure. Um, We used to have one here in Calgary and it was called Lloyd's Roller Drome and it was around for years, but of course, it, because it was around for years, it was in prime property in Calgary and it ended up getting mm-hmm. sold when uh, the lady who owned it passed and her family wanted the money. So it's unfortunate we don't have anything like that anymore. But um, recently, and I thought this was so fascinating, and I believe you know the owners, but Astroscape mm-hmm. Family Fun Center, um, they've renovated a 
uh, location here in Palm Springs. And I thought this was just so cool. I'm going to pull up the, the, the uh, video. Beach, Florida. Yeah. Or Palm Beach, Florida. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm just pulling up the video here of this. And uh, I just thought it was cool. They did kind of like a time lapse. You can see where they went in and they started building out the uh, skating arena here. And if we go to the next slide, it kind of shows you, you know, they're bringing the carpet and the rug in where everything's going. Um, oh, the walls are now painted, you know, and there's some more furniture coming in. The ceiling's getting done now. Some lighting's being put in. They're putting the flooring in. Um, yeah, it, and I love, you know, one of the things that Astro Skate's known for is they always have really big floors. So he oh. is a big skate floor. So I mean, uh, it looks is, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now they, they, they do a great job. Um, and if well, and if I know Astro Skate, it's going to end up really pink by the time it's all done. You're right. And so let's get to this last side. There you go. So very purple, yeah. very purple, very bold, um, but looks like lots of fun. And I really, I you know what? I'm going to have to go hit this place up. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, so um, Chris McGinnis is the uh, is the operator. Astro Skate. There's a couple of locations throughout Florida. He's a great operator. Uh, I know him. I was through my involvement with the Roller Skating Association. And, um, and they, he runs a great, uh, he has a great staff, really good team. They're always tight knit every single IAPA they come and there's a whole crew of them, every roller skating association convention, he comes and he brings a lot of his staff and his GMs and they're all decked out in their pink shirts and everything else. And oh, so, right. um, you know, anyway, he, he, he's a great thing. Um, and he's, he's the perfect guy to go and do that renovation in Palm beach. So good to, That's you know, cool. super passionate about the roller skating and about the community that roller skating builds in, in, in the communities <laughs> yeah. that, that are around. And especially in the Southeast part of the United States, uh, roller skating, has really seen a major resurgence. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's awesome to see. Yeah. Well, and I, I agree with you. I think it is coming back. And I think uh, on our podcast recently, we we're talking about that new show that's going to be coming out around roller skating and roller dancing. And so, you know, I, there's definitely got to be a demand for it and people are interested in this type of thing. So um, fingers crossed it works out for them. Um, Alrighty. Um, you know, other fun things to do. Um, I have uh, had this experience that I wanted to share with everybody with this company I had uh, purchased an experience from, and it was called the Mysterious Package Company. And I thought it was so cool because what happens is uh, you go online to their website and they have a bunch of different experiences that you can have. And you pick the experience, you pay for it. And what the company has done is they've curated this kind of mystery or puzzle or game for you. And they send you in the mail um, a package for like three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row, depending on what you buy. And the, each package comes with clues um, and pieces of a game that you have to solve which is super fun. So you get your first package, you break it open. It kind of explains how the game works and you get like a letter or news clipping or something that kind of gives you some hints about what might be to come. The next week in the mail, something else comes that kind of layers on top of that. And um, I ended up doing this with my family and I thought it was just so much fun, a great family experience to have. We were getting this in the mail and everybody was anticipating it and looking forward to it. And, and then at the end, we got to solve a puzzle and it actually came with a really cool kind of um, token uh, item. It, we got a totem pole uh, at the end of this particular game. But I mean, it's kind of like a nice reward. You can put it up on the mantle and just be like, hey, we did this as a family or we did this as a couple or whatever it was um, as a reminder of um, the experience that you had. And what I was thinking that was so cool about these guys and what caught my eye is that I noticed that they had put one of their new games on Kickstarter. 
And I thought this was just such a brilliant idea where they built out a new game. Uh, they posted it on Kickstarter and they said, unless, you know, it gets to a certain goal, which was $25,000, they weren't going to actually produce the game. Anyway, the the game got to $25,000 in 90 minutes of people buying it. It's now at about $80,000 and they sell a limited amount of these games. And I thought, what a brilliant idea for you know, creating a customer funded business, you have this concept, which probably wasn't even completely uh, built out. It was just kind of like a, a beta test of here's what we're going to create um, before they put all their legwork in or use their own money for something. Yeah, I think that's super cool. And um, I think we have, there's an example of it, right? Um, that we've, we've got here. Oh, yeah, that's Star. right. So um, this is... And- yeah. Okay. So this is this is the one that was on Kickstarter, and mm-hmm. I, I think what what's interesting about this is like, is there if there would be a way to tie this in somehow to getting people to come back into your facility. So like you know if you had an escape room for example, like well what if you leave the escape room and then you're given like a, a subsequent follow up, um, you know mystery that you have to mm-hmm. solve at home. So you get to go play at home and uh, you know or with your friends or whatever, and then there's something that drives you back in to, to like, you know, go to the next escape room or something like that. Like this is maybe like a little mini, mini mystery in between going to two different escape rooms or something. And so you've got that kind of draw to come back in. I think it'd be super cool to find a way to tie this, this, this kind of concept in. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be cool? Like, Hey, you've heard of an O Henry twist, right? At the end of a story where, you know, at the ending, you think it's going to end a certain way and it totally ends a different way. So what if you twist it at the end and as they're walking out, you're handing them something to say, Hey, but that's not what really happened. He survived, you know, and you need to come back or, you know, that would be cool. Yep, exactly. And then even, even if you had some follow-up that you you sent out something in the mail to them to be like, hey, we found and you know, like maybe the inspector died, but we found we found his shoe or we found something of his to prove that he's alive, you must come back and figure out the mystery or solve something. Yes, yeah, totally. Now I think and, and this is a, so this sort of leaves into the thing that I wanted to whoops, uh, that I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about, which is uh, there's a, a group out of Fremont, California called Off the Couch Games. And what I really, really loved about what they're doing is they have a, uh, you come into a, an immersive experience, but it's a multi-chaptered experience. So that it starts, it takes place in this town of Asheville, which apparently on the surface is, you know, very utopian. It's like everybody gets along with each other. Everybody knows each other. Like that's the setting. Um, but then there's something, you know, dark that is happening underneath. You have to solve, you have to solve this mystery. What was happening in Asheville that's, that's, you know, going wrong. And so you go down and you have these multiple chapters. And so across all three chapters, it's about a four hour experience. And so you have chapter one, it starts in Occam's apartment. And then chapter two goes to no, uh, the Norcross Art Gallery. And then the third chapter ends in the morgue. And obviously, you know, you're, you're solving along the way. But a couple of things that stand out here. First of all, it's a multi-escape room experience. And each one of these is 100, 100 you know, we'll call it 90 minutes to 120 minutes long. So each one of these chapters is already longer than a typical escape room, which is usually 60 minutes or less uh, for, for a typical escape room. And so you're, you've got these and you can do all of them together or you can do one and then do another one another day and another one another day and come back and continue basically to hit pause on your experience and come back and continue that. Um, and it's limited to six players. So they also don't let a whole you know, num- large number of people to come in. Um, so I just thought that was really, really interesting um, the way that they were running this. Yeah, no, it's totally cool. I love the idea. And I mean, there's so many possibilities around this and so many questions too, like, 
can you do chapter two without doing chapter one? Or could you design your game that way? Because in my mind, when I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, everyone has to start at chapter one, but you have chapter two and chapter three rooms open that aren't going to be filled unless you've been through chapter one. So how does that make sense with use of space? Or, you know, you, you don't want that dead space in your facility if no one's going on to chapter two and chapter three, essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and one of the things I thought was like, and this was probably not the case, but, you know, if they had maybe like two chapter one rooms and only one chapter mm-hmm. two and one chapter three, you know, sort of like a movie theater does, you know, when they're running, you know, new th- new movies versus old movies uh, that take multiple theaters. So maybe they've got a couple of, you know, chapter one rooms to solve for that. Um, but totally agree. But I, I think what's cool here. So first of all, I asked um, you know, a friend of ours and also he's a member of the FEC committee for IAPA as Lloyd Notley. He's the um, uh, head of uh, franchise development for uh, Escapology. And, um, you know, one of the things he said, though, is um, he typically sees that the 90 minute experiences tend to drive enthusiasts versus driving just the regular, mm. regular foot traffic. So he's a little bit skeptical on the time period. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see, is this, you know, more enthusiasts who are coming to these or is this just mm-hmm. a regular walk-in traffic? And then he also said the themes have missed some of the, the, the key theme drivers um, that he's seen that really help that really drive people to come in. But again, maybe what he's thinking of is the individual chapter themes versus the overarching theme, I think is one of those theme drivers, which is a murder mystery, right. You know, or whatever uh, that you have to unlock, which is one of the key drivers that he sees successful. Um, mm-hmm. So I think across the three, but if you're just talking about like Occam's apartment, well then maybe, yeah, that, that doesn't fit the theme. So the yeah. time, the, the amount of time I think is, is a key factor here, but regardless, what I think is great is that this is, and we were talking about this earlier, but before the show, um, this this is a built-in repeat visitation driver to the actual experience. If I come okay. to do chapter one, yeah, maybe I don't come back into chapter two, but I don't get the I don't get to answer the story. Like I, you know, it's like watching a trilogy where I watch the first the first episode and I don't watch the other two episodes, or reading a trilogy in a book. Like I'm, I'm not going to enjoy Lord of the Rings if I only read Fellowship of the Ring and not Return of the King. Um, you know, because of course I'm going to finish and read all the way through you know, the two towers and return of the King, because I want to, I want to know the answer. Um, so I think what's brilliant about this is that they're getting three visits, um, at least from everybody who's coming in. Well, I'd love to see a case study around that to see if that actually truly happens or if they get people who are enthusiastic and they only do chapter one, you know, and they don't come yeah, back or yeah, they do, sure. no, I mean, be- two, you know, Yep. Yep. Totally agree. I mean, I think conceptually that's there, that's what they're probably trying to drive for, but yeah, mm-hmm. whether it works or not um, and how mm-hmm. many, like, and I'm sure there's a drop off like always, like maybe it's 20% of people finish all the way through chapter three and like maybe 40% of people finish through yeah. chapter two. And then like the remaining 40% just do chapter one, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's so they have some numbers on that front. Uh, but again, like that would explain why you would need two, ch- two chapter one rooms instead of, instead of, you know, chapter three rooms. Um, yeah. so anyway, I think this, this leads us to our rumination, which is, you know, is there any way that you can take e- either your existing facility or modify your attraction mix in some meaningful way to, to really drive or force, I don't want to say force in like a, in a bad way, but like incentive, heavily incentivize a repeat visitation because people want to complete your overall experience. So that's the rumination to think on. And, um, something you certainly want to spend your Labor Day weekend mulling over because that's, that's what we want to get, right? We want to drive from a two, you know, two visitations, you know, every year to three or four visitations a year. And what can you do uh, with your attraction mix to do that? Yeah, that's right. Uh, All right. Awesome. 
this brings us to to the end. And so, you know, obviously uh, one of the things we want to do is uh, what we're trying to do is not just be here on this uh, on the show and and just you know talk about all these th- great things we're we're learning and, and reading about and, and you know seeing. We want you to join the community. We want to hear from you. We want to have a discussion and discourse on our Discord channel. So head on over to the LBX Collective Discord, share your thoughts in uh, in any of the channels that are there. And uh, yeah, well, to that end, uh, yeah. happy Labor Day weekend, LBXers. Yes. This is CB and BW signing off. Uh, stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Happy long weekend. <laughs> 